Hello, and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen, coming at you every week for 30 minutes. Uh, too bad it's not less, you know? Too bad you can't earn platinum status and go, oh, can I get the 10-minute version? Like, I've been listening to all the episodes. Can I get less? And we're trying. We're trying here at Keen Enterprises, uh, located now in uh, Rancho Santa Margarita. I was in L.A., just like Rogan. And he went to Austin, and I went to Rancho. RSM, I like to call it. A lot of letters going on. Place I work at's got an extra letter now. Um, guys, welcome. I was going to, uh, this thing, this podcast, I'm titling Out of Conversation? question mark Because I had nothing coming into today. I wanted it, this to go out tonight, but more and more it's going out Monday afternoon, Monday evening, which is fine as well. That's kind of the beginning of the week, and maybe at the end of the day is when they need the podcast instead of the morning. Doesn't matter. I doubt people are listening at all, let alone right when it comes out. Anyway, um, but then I'm like writing down the past week, and there's a lot of stuff going on. We're dealing with a lot of shit um, in the world, on the planet. And I'm like, can I keep doing this? Like, I've given away so much over the last 20 years, so much in my life. It's just, I have not been economical with my time, with my energy. And it definitely shows. Um, but, uh, but also there's a good circle and I'm happy with the human. I was driving home today thinking I'm happy with the human being that I am like the body, not the body physically, of course at all, but uh, just what I've accrued experience wise and such, and hopefully process that and helping others, right? Lift others and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, man, can I keep doing, I, I can't keep doing this podcast. I'm just, I'm getting too busy. And uh, it literally feels like a marriage where it's like, Oh God, this has become work now. Um, and yeah, I don't know how people do that with the relationship. I just saw Bill Gates is getting divorced. He and uh, Linda. I always thought her name was Belinda Gates, Belinda Carla. Whatever. Um, wow, they're getting divorced. I, I mean, I thought they were in. Who knows? I mean, she's going to have a nice. Well, they both are successful, so she'll have a nice cut, I'm sure. And then he'll probably play around. He won't be playing around because he'll be single. But uh, he's not getting married again, most likely. He's just going to um, probably have a good time. Okay. Uh, I, I, hello and welcome to whatever this is. I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to babble just to um, just to ramble on and uh, buy time because I don't have a lot written here. Um, yeah, just giving a few hours a week away for every week. As I've done. Yeah, okay. So all that. Um I was making good money and more money than my peers when I was a junior in college. I was in Japan and I was teaching uh, part-time. I was an exchange student in Japan. I was teaching English part-time, tutoring English part-time to kids, individuals, professors at language schools uh, and stuff like that. Our, our, our program at college, the college I went to, didn't really want that. They wanted me learning Japanese. But uh, at $30 an hour, for fun and easy work, $50 an hour, sometimes a hundred, um, for fun and easy work. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do this for maybe an hour or two a day. Uh, and so many people speak English over there anyway. It's just easier for them. And they like to hang out with you and speak English. So it was easier to not speak it. But, um, yeah, that was good money. I was 20 years old, then 21. Uh, now I don't even think I make, I think I make half that you know, if that I wasn't smart enough to follow and lead, uh, let it lead to bigger things. I'm smart enough now. I don't think I'm making half that. 
Anyway, okay, here we go. Um, is this thing off? The statements and opinions reflected in this podcast are my own, not that of any employer I have. Anything I say can and will be used against me in or out a court of law. God, I watched a clip from The Verdict last night, that last closing. Oh, man, that movie is so good. Sidney Lumet just directing. I mean, just incredible. Paul Newman, Jack Warden, James uh, Mason. Uh, okay, I Financial Group can take care of all your commercial equipment financing needs as we come out of this pandemic, I guess. I don't know. Are we coming out of it? India's a mess. Um, with a one-page application, you can be pre-approved same day for I Financial Group. Let Todd Bodell and I Financial Group earn your business at 949-510-1590, 949-510-1590, or email him at tbodell, two L's, tbodell at ifinancial group.com tell him i sent you so he knows um and uh you know i can get my i can get my bread you know and i can pay for this uh get that home-based business businesses are rewarded in ways that individuals and employees are not why do you think that is i don't know because the government can sneak stuff by individuals but business owners are always looking to keep it tight so um yeah who knows if the populace will ever Rise out of the proles and elect someone who's not screwing them over. Um, show that you're doing something to keep taxes and uh, the IRS off your back, guys. Keep that government off your back. Credit Repair 90210 with Ronan David. That's a great title. Credit Repair 90210. We all know where they're based, right? BH. Um, do you have inaccurate, obsolete, or unverifiable, unverifiable, unverifiable items on your credit report? They handle collections, bankruptcy, evictions, rep, repossession, foreclosures, child support, student loans, medical bills, uh, late payments, and more. Call Ronan David, 310-773-1716, 310-773. Is that a Chicago area code, 773? Because if so, that's two area codes. Or is it Houston? I don't know. 310-773-1716 at Credit Repair 90210 or find him on Facebook. He's definitely a friend of mine. They can help you consolidate credit. Uh, and they're also looking for agents. So if you're looking for work, do that. I don't think it's a pyramid scheme. I've worked with two different credit agents over the years, and they really helped me out of a jam. Um, what you're looking at probably is a setup fee of 190 and then $89 a month, but it's all negotiable. That's just an average. Uh, but I think that's very affordable instead of paying three and $400 on a credit card. That's what I was doing for a while and barely getting ahead. Fix that credit score and you will fix so much more in your life. Um, all right, where are we here? We are uh, a few weeks into season two of this podcast. We're seven minutes in. So, um, yeah, this this. But, but now with some listeners, with some friends, with some strangers who are listeners, I feel obligated to do this podcast. So you're like locked in, which is good. It forces you. And maybe, I don't know, maybe a marriage is good. It forces you to keep it tight a little bit. And if you're a comic, it for, you know, you got friends coming. It forces you to write new material. It forces you to, uh, you know, write current material. And, uh, you know, maybe that's why the relationship is good. It helps you keep uh, fashion in your wardrobe a little bit and keep things going out keeping the outbound waste bin going because man i have a lot of crud that probably should go um but i feel obligated and the guilt 
as grown up Catholic drives me to do this now. So uh, I have fun. I have fun. Once we're doing this, once what you're hearing now is a lot better than what I feel if I'm running late on getting um, my words, my thoughts down on paper uh, on my computer so I can uh, rattle this crap off every week. Uh, I also am going to check out Brendan O'Neill's podcast, someone I went to junior high with, his episode, which is on Spies Like Us. Chris Bodell endorsed it. And uh, it's just a movie I've always loved. We've always loved. It came out about. It came out for a very impressionable time for us. We were all in junior high at the time, and uh, they did an uh, episode of his podcast, which is called Pubcast with Brendan O'Neill and his wife and friends, and it's just fantastic. And we've listened to a few. And I haven't done the Spies Like Gus one, but I think I'm going to do it after this. Okay. Um, a lot to get to, even though I said I had nothing to talk about, and I only have 21 minutes left. Um, three, what am I? So three minutes, three, nine, 10. I'm already three tenths of the way through 30%. No, three, nine. What's nine out of 30. Okay. Three, isn't that three tenths, 30% of the way through. Jesus. 33%. Yeah, I am 30% because I'm nine minutes out of 30. And then 10 minutes will be 33 and a third. Christ. Do, do you think I proctored uh, uh, an AP physics and math exams this week? Because that's what I'm doing at my work. I proctored some exams. Um, physics and AP, these kids are a lot smarter than I am now, let alone when I was their age. Maybe I was smarter then, but I couldn't even put 33 to 33. Uh, I couldn't tell the difference between 33% and. Uh, 30%. So I had lunch planned in LA last week at my buddy's restaurant called the Escondite, which means the hideout in Espanol, the Escondite. It is downtown. It's Brian Trainum's restaurant. I head up there, right? I go there. We're going to try try to do a monthly show on a Sunday night or a Monday night starting in the summer. We'll see if that can continue for the year. But uh, that's going to be tough once Monday Night Football starts, though. Because Sunday Night Football will be around, too. That will be tough. Um, so I head up there. And now I always wanted to get in touch with Homeboy Industries, right? Homeboy Industries is in downtown L.A., their Skid Row area. It's a center for people who've been in gangs, you know, who've been in jail, who've had hard times, and they're trying to get back on their feet or get on their feet for the first time. And they're trying to rehab themselves. Uh, they also have Home Girl Industries now. It's right there. Um, they bake things and, and cater parties. It's it's all run by Father Greg Boyle, great great man, a priest, doing the real work. Right? He's not living in a high castle. He's down there getting his hands dirty. All right. He's in the streets. Uh, he's with the downtrodden. He's with the homeless. He's knee deep. He's waist deep, neck deep, guys. I always wanted to do something to help, whether it's bringing kids from Orange County who need community service hours, stuff like that, get the exposure, let people become fully rounded, well-rounded and see things like we used to go to Tijuana and do community service hours. You don't necessarily need to leave the country, even though I do endorse the Tijuana trips. Um, you can just go right up to L.A. Probably the same amount of time with traffic. That's the beauty. Orange County, L.A., San Diego equally as, as long of a trip because the traffic now um and whether it's helping people you know get people supplies i'm talking about the homeboy industry people clothes job skills all the things we don't do you know when we go to church every weekend but we pray someone else does 
anyway, I've followed them and their trajectory for years, social media, online, stuff like that. I tried to get in touch with them a couple times. I've sent emails. Uh, I, I, I fill out a resume. Never heard back. And that could be because of COVID and they have to be restrictive and maybe they're not really operational these days. They're probably slammed anyway with a bunch of other stuff and they're probably understaffed. Not a lot of money there and a lot of needs to fill. So Saturday, last Saturday, this is a week ago, um, I was going to stop at Homeboy Industries on the way to my friend's restaurant where I was going to see some of our other friends. Okay. The restaurant is eight minutes away from Homeboy Industries. They're both in a kind of a, a rough area. Probably not rough if you live there and you're familiar with that area. And I probably three months ago didn't think it was rough, but after moving to Orange County, now I go back and I'm like, ooh, maybe this is rough. Homeboy Industries is near Chinatown. It's near the train station there. It's uh, near Main Street. And uh, so I go there. I go by because I want to introduce myself. I figure maybe someone will be there on a Saturday. I see the line. uh, The sign says it's not open on Saturdays. I look around. It's all locked up, right? Homegirl Industries. Um, right next door there, same building. I think it's two stories. I'm on the ground floor, of course. Um, but they're not open. I hang out in front for a bit. I peek inside, nothing. I can't really see. I do see a figure or two, but they, they kind of look like, I thought they were kind of maybe employees cleaning up shop, maybe doing some janitorial work. I figure, all right, cool. No one's here. I'll come on a weekday or I'll just figure something out. At least I know where it is now. You know, I know the layout of the neighborhood and the building. I always kind of knew that neighborhood. I just didn't know exactly where it was. It's not exactly Beverly Hills, right? So from there, I head over to my buddy's restaurante, eight minutes away, the Escondite on Boyd Street. It's right there between uh, Little Tokyo and Skid Row. He calls it Skid Rokio. Hilarious, right? Skid Rokio. Uh, he was the first guy, man. Brian Trainum was the first guy to open a place downtown about 15 years ago when nobody would go near it. Obviously, there were shops or businesses, but he was kind of the first guy to try something hip and it's, it's, it's run down. There's not a lot of opportunity, but I don't know. He knew something none of us did 15 years ago, maybe 17 years ago. And from that moment, from that bar, bar 107, La Cita, there's others, right? But it was an explosion. So many new places opened up. It gentrified a little. It became bustling. Just amazing, man. And he had a few places. He had two or three bars down there. Um, He eventually just went with the Escondite, the hideout. And it's amazing food. It's excellent. He takes it very serious. It's very clean. He's got great variety of beer. Some a little more expensive, some less expensive. Um... And I get there, right? I park, put a bunch of uh, change in the meter because I can't find my wallet. So I'm like, okay, I'll just put my change in the meter like an idiot. And I was like, wait a minute. I had it when I left Orange County because I just got gas. So where is it? My car's clean. So it's that moment when you think you've lost your wallet and it's complete panic and your spine goes numb I don't think it's quite like, I think the cell phone is the worst thing of the three. The keys, the wallet, the cell phone. Dial in. Call in right now, guys. Call in 310-710-5235. 310-710-5235. Tell me I sent you, and um, I'll take your call. But what's the worst? I got to think it's the phone. 
I think the keys are the best because you can just go to the dealership or you probably you might have a second pair at home or you go to a dealership, pay whatever, 20 bucks, maybe it's 50 now, who knows, and get a new key. Um, cell phones just got so many things on it. You know, the wallet, you cancel your cards, get a new driver's license. That's about it. Maybe lose some cash. But I'm panicked. I'm absolutely panicked. I'm just like, I got to cancel the cards. I'm supposed to meet people. Um, I don't have numbers of the cards to call. I barely use them. Got plenty of room on both. Don't even know why I have them. Someone's going to use them. All right. It's Saturday. It's early afternoon. The bank's closed. I'm not going to get anyone on the phone. Um, anyone at the office. It's over, man. And in my head, I'm like, well, the only place I stopped was Homeboy Industries, which is in one of the worst neighborhoods in America kind of right i'm like did i really pick skid row to drop my wallet are you like are you kidding me i'm like it's gone right but i'm gonna go back for some reason like i'm gonna go back you know uh i'm usually anal and always feeling for my wallet keys phone um so i still don't get it i don't get how i lost it um, and by the way, it's not the worst. It's not one of the worst neighborhoods. It's just near near bad neighborhoods. I won't say that it's that bad. Not for me. Maybe my tolerance is a little higher. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go back. So I text my buddy Chad and Brian, Brian, two Brian's, and I said, hey man, I'm going to go back. I think I lost my wallet. I'll be back in like a half hour. But I think I lost my wallet, and I'm going to be in a really bad mood. So I go back, and there's uh, there's still nobody around at Homeboy Industries. I check everywhere that I parked. You know, everywhere that I walked, everywhere that I stepped, no wallet. And there's a Latino gentleman who uh, has tattoos up and down his arms, sitting on the curb down the street. And safe to say, I judged a book by its cover and assumed he was um, possibly with Homeboy Industries. All right. Maybe not currently, um, but uh, but maybe he goes, I don't know what the positions are. Um, so I walk over and I ask him, hey, man, you you see a wallet? And he's like, oh, that was you? And the relief just comes over you, right? The relief of, oh, it's found. I had my computer stolen once and the college where it was stolen, the security found it. They found the guy who had it. And just that 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 relief of, there's no way that guy would have said, oh, that was you and not have it. If he said, oh, that's you, and I said, yeah, man, you got it? No, some guy ran off with it, but I was just wondering if that was you. That would be double, that would be really bad because then it's like, oh, wow, I knew where it was, and that guy just, you know, blue-balled me. So he says, yeah, I got it, and I put it inside here, put it inside the door over here at Homeboy Industries. So we walk, he's like, come on. So we walk him down, and I'm like, this is great. I get my wallet, he's letting me in, and he goes inside, he comes back out, gives me the wallet. I thank him. I get his number. I'm going to send him something. I, I don't think he has Venmo or whatever, but I don't know what yet, but I'm going to get him something. Probably just get him some cash the next time I'm up there. But he says that Father Greg is coming out in a few minutes. He's just finishing up with the guy. It's a Saturday afternoon. Um, he's got to hit a baptism after this, but uh, you know, maybe you can talk to him because I was kind of telling him what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. And he was funny. He was really mellow. His name's Marco. Um, and the thing I had going for me, there was no cash in the wallet. 
ever, really. I mean, that's the last 20 years of my life. It's maybe half a century. So there was no cash in it. And he even joked. He's like, he, he even joked about that. He's like, yeah, there wasn't any cash in it. I checked. Not that I would have taken it, but, you know, I did check. And I don't doubt him. It was pretty funny. But uh, he goes inside. He comes back. Okay, gets the wallet. Thank you. I get his number. Everything's fine. Um, Father Greg comes out. I introduce myself to him. Like, I lost my wallet. Thank you. You guys got it. He's like, oh, good, good. You know, we weren't sure. And we're walking to his car. He's got to move. And he's probably just tired of talking and listening. And uh, I tell him what I want to do. Establish something. He's They're, they're two uh, blocks down from a train station. So I want to establish something, maybe get him to come and speak to uh, our kids, you know, uh, have some people come and speak. I don't know, you know, where I teach, I don't know that the parents necessarily want that kind of exposure. 30 years ago, my parents would have been like, hell yeah, hell yeah, let's get the, uh, let's get wherever they're from, whoever's from wherever, whatever experience, yeah, get them in front of my kid. I don't know nowadays. I don't have kids. I don't know what kind of, you know, guidelines there are or levels of threshold. Father Greg and I talk. One of my friends is married to a cousin of his. Um, he knows where I work. We exchange emails. The next day, it's fine. He says he came down here years ago and spoke. Um, anyway, we know a few of the same people. He gives me his card. Right, we're good. And I say I don't want to bother him too much right now, but I'll email him some ideas of how we can maybe help each other out. And it felt great, right? A wallet find alone is great. But mission accomplished on breaking ground with Homeboy Industries is just amazing, right? And I head over to Skid Rokio to have lunch with my buddies, and I tell them, and they're happy, and I'm happy, and um, I'm sure, what is this? Okay, I'm sure if I'd never been there, it would freak me out. I've just spent so much time down in that neighborhood over the years, restaurants and comedy shows. It doesn't scare me like I guess it's supposed to, and my car isn't, you know, the greatest. And I kind of, I don't know, I know how to at least broach a subject if I'm talking to somebody. Dealing with so many, like, homeless people, whether it's on Greyhounds or um, comedy shows late at night, coming out, back alleys, you know. You just come across a lot of, you know, a lot of comedy clubs are in downtown areas. I'm not a beautiful, attractive girl. There's no nothing that somebody would want from me. So I just never really felt threatened. Um, I have a, there's a comfort. Um, but anyway, wow. So boring. If you're not asleep now, just wait for this last few moments. Okay. Anyway, it was a great trip up to LA. Um, again, the wallet wallets in the middle keys, the best thing to lose than wallet. That's cell phone. I, I, I don't know what you do. Um, but finding it is worth losing it. Finding a wallet or finding it's worth, it's like the Pulp Fiction scene with John Travolta when he's talking to Eric Stoltz about someone who scratched up his car. Me catching, man, I wish I would have caught him. Me catching him would have been worth him doing it. You know, that relief of catching the guy would have been such a chemical release of pleasure for the brain that it would have exceeded any previous joy that the other party had of instilling the damage. Okay? Now, mine was just me and in, in, in nature. But Travolta and the kid who scratched his car, that's different. That's man on man, mano a mano, right? But I was man and nature. Isn't this fascinating? This should be the last episode. But what a great scene in a great movie. Great first impression with Homeboy Industries. 
you know, to uh, find the wall. You just feel so lifted. Um, and to deal with an ex-gangster. He, we talked for a second, you know, he was possibly tempted. Maybe he thought, like, there were video cameras on him. I don't know. But he did a great thing. He saved me. But uh, he was just like, yeah, man, Father Father G, Father G, Father Greg. He's a G, man. He's a G. He's a real thing. And so that was cool to hear. Um, and, you know, Marco, this guy didn't know that I have nothing. He could have thought, man, there's cash in there. I'll, you know, I could squeeze this card out, even though I dropped it right in front of Homeboy Industries. He might I don't know. Um, I mean, he saw a wallet and possibly a white boy on the driver's license. Maybe he thought it was a test, you know, a plant. Or maybe he just had a sixth sense and knew, man, this guy is nothing. Anyway, it worked out. Hopefully, we can do some community service for them uh, and get them some hours for the kids up there if I can drive them, uh, buy some merch, stuff like that, you know, because uh, this high-end place where I work is great for the kids. Uh, you just want well-rounded people as well because life's tough no matter uh, what, you know, born on third, whatever, born on second, that's great. It's not your fault. Um, but you also want well-rounded people getting into good schools. That's fantastic. At some point life's going to catch you and it's going to be hard and it's not going to be, uh, your resume getting you by. It's going to be your gut and your will and your drive and your ability to withstand and your resilience. And that's what you try to teach. You know, I, I don't know how much of that you can teach, but you at least have to activate some of those, uh, dendrites, some of those neurons in the brain. Um, hopefully we can drive some publicity toward homeboy industries, some revenue their way, build things, uh, that take on a life of their own. That's what you want, right? Okay. Um, geez, we have, we're at 25 minutes. I want to talk about the Kentucky Derby. We had a kid from the class of 2011. I want to talk about a fashion show this past week at my high school, uh, that I went and it was incredible and wanted to talk about, uh, my buddy's AA comedy show, Duke. It's hilarious. Other things I wanted to talk about. Michael Collins passed away. He was the guy on the moon that didn't get to go out on the moon. He was with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin the whole time. He knew he couldn't go out, but he went up anyway and he operated. He kept the ship. You know, he had the getaway. He had the, the ultimate getaway car of all time. Um, all right. Do I want to talk about, man, maybe we bump these tweets to next week. Let's see. I guess this did, This we were able to uh, have a full 30 minutes. Let me talk about the Kentucky Derby really quick. We had a kid uh, from my old high school class of 2011, um, Riley Higgins, played football at Brown. Him and his buddies, man. These guys met at Brown. They played football together. There's five of them. They all moved to the West Coast after college in like, uh, they've been 2015. And over the course of the last year, so they're probably about 26, uh, 27, over the course of last year, they bought a horse. One of them has ties to the to horse racing. They bought a horse. Uh, this thing hadn't even ridden uh, less than a year ago. It hadn't ridden a race, and uh, and already it's in its second big time race. It was in the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. It came in third place. So is that a show or is that the place? Anyway, uh, it was fantastic. Congratulations to uh, Riley. Higgins, I did a little write-up on it. I haven't written many articles. I haven't done many interviews in my life, interviewed people. Um, but you can find it on my uh, Facebook page. And it's also on the um, Keen Conversations um, on the Santa Margarita website there. So take a look at that. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to do is connect and spotlight. Highlight, spotlight, uh, alum. 
from this institution. Uh, okay, that's about it, guys, I think. Is that it? Yeah, we're at 28 minutes. Um, fashion show. Did the fashion show at my old high school yesterday. Just incredible. I mean, how many high schools have a fashion show? Really fun. And, uh, again, just spotlighting some of the, the fun that they were doing with seniors, putting them in different clothes, and uh, doing all kinds of different things all right and what i'm trying to do more in life is not operate from a place of annoyed sometimes i think like my dad was like this maybe a little bit my mom like you get addicted to being annoyed or mad like you just you're in traffic and you're like what's gonna put me in a bad mood i gotta find that i gotta find that okay i'm in the bad mood now you were kind of looking for it yes you were you were looking to be in a bad mood and you found it and i've been trying to not do that and wondering why that is what is that ego what is that like why is that your default comfort zone that would have been something interesting to talk about for 30 minutes instead of a Homeboy Industries story that probably went on way too long and probably didn't convey the effect and the joy and the relief that I felt when it did happen. Um, I can talk about that more next week. Uh, yeah, Michael Collins, man. I'm not, you know what? I should talk about Buzz Aldrin next week. Maybe I'll talk about Buzz Aldrin next week in relation to this uh, loss of Michael Collins. Uh, I got to drive him around twice. In my life, Mr. Buzz Aldrin, because I was working for his publicist, um, Warren Cowan, and on two different occasions, late Sunday night, I was the only one in the office. Everybody was kind of older and domesticated. Nobody could get away to take Mr. Buzz Aldrin to his radio interviews, and I did it twice in my little red uh, Toyo- uh, Nissan pickup, 1988 Nissan pickup. This would have been in 2001, 2002. And we had two good talks, and we'd see each other at events from time to time and talk briefly i unfortunately was uh not up to speed on nasa things so i couldn't uh hold carry a too long conversation but he was smart enough to know what to do when dealing with another dipshit and uh it was great okay guys uh that's it for this week keen on things podcast go ahead and subscribe so that so you can get word about this right away you want word about this right away and uh you can follow me on um keen of comedy on instagram Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And uh, it's set to private. It needs to be. And then uh, request, and I'll, I'll accept you. Just I can't have um, unknowns or, you know, minors and stuff like that I'm trying to get in there. All right, I love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully things are on the move here as we hit summer and some let up, vaccinations, things like that. Bye.